Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 44 of the Limping for Jesus podcast. I am your host, Pastor Mike Matthews. We are continuing our study in the book of Galatians. We are going to be in verses 11 to 20 of chapter 2. couple interesting topics come up through this passage that Paul will show us. A couple of things you need to look at is, like in our last few episodes, uh, we continue to see the gospel is for all people and not just your racial background, like Peter, Peter and Paul will demonstrate to us. And also, in this section, you see Paul, who... Who opposes Peter to his face? Because even though Peter was an apostle, even though Peter was a mature uh, leader in the church at this point, he let fear get the best of him, and he was actually starting to be kind of racist and pull back from non-Jewish Christians. So I will open up with a word of prayer, and then we will get we will dig deeper into the text. Father, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you that we can dig deeper into your word. I pray that you will help us understand that we are saved by faith alone in Christ and that no outward works saves us. Things like baptism are outward signs of salvation, but again, we go through the book of Galatians proving that we are saved through faith alone in Christ. This is the gospel that Paul defended last time. And he continues to defend how Jesus saves everybody who puts their faith in him in this cha- in this passage. Be with me, Lord. I pray that I teach your word correctly. I pray that the listener of this episode will be blessed and encouraged to be bold for Christ. In your name I pray. Amen. Alright, so we are going to start with verse 11. But when Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For he regularly ate with the Gentiles before certain men came from James. However, when they came, he withdrew and separated himself because he feared those from the circumcision party. All right, I get it. You just heard me say that text. And you live in 2021, and you're like, what the heck does that mean? Okay, so if you want, if you listen to the last couple episodes, you understand that Paul is fighting false teachers in the Galatian church that is saying that you need to be circumcised to be a Christian. They were teaching the Gentile Christians, you have to believe in Jesus and also take the mark of circumcision. And clearly, we how we apply that to today is, is if you go to a church and they say, you need to believe in Jesus and be baptized at our church, or you need to believe in Jesus and become a member of our church. That's called the Jesus plus gospel. That could mean anything that that people add on to how you are saved. Last episode, I clearly uh, demonstrated how the Bible proves we are saved by our faith in Jesus. If you believe in your heart that Jesus 
died for your sins, and he raised from the grave, you are saved. Now, things like baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. You should be baptized because it's an act of obedience, but you should not be baptized thinking that it saves you. If you go into water baptism as a non-believer, you're, all you're going to do is come out as a wet sinner. You need to believe in Jesus to be saved. So, what's going on here is Peter knows the truth, but he is, he is afraid of these false teachers that are coming. So, he, so prior to this, he was breaking bread, eating like eating with non-Jewish Christians, but he let fear take over, and he let racism kick in. So, because these Judaizers were coming and being racist towards non-Jewish Christians, Paul, who who knew the truth, confronted Peter. This is a good example for us in everyday Christians. That sometimes we feel like we can't confront people in our local body of Christ because they they may be an elder, they may be a Sunday school teacher, they they may be a pastor even, and and, and if we stand on the truth and we take in the Lord's commandment to judge righteously. This idea that we are not to call to judge anybody is not biblical. God wants us to judge righteously, and the goal is to get them back in step with Jesus. So in this passage, Peter, who personally walked with Jesus, and this should give you encouragement if you stumble, Peter walked with Jesus personally for three years, and yet... We find him stumbling here. This should give you hope. We all make mistakes in our walk with Jesus. We all need rebuke from time to time. This is a loving act from God. So do not be afraid if someone, one, calls you out in love, or if God needs you to call someone else out. So that's what's going on. That's the background of this passage. So let's go on. Okay. I'll read 11, I'll read 11 through 12 again, and then we'll go deeper into it. But when Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. That is another hint here how we do Christian edification. You do it to their face, you don't backstab, you don't gossip. You follow Matthew 18, and and if you see a brother in sin, you go to them in person. You're trying to win them back to sound theology. For he regularly ate with the Gentiles before certain men came from James. However, when they came, he withdrew and separated himself because he feared those from the circumcision party. Then the rest of the Jews joined his hypocrisy, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But I saw that they were deviating from the truth of the gospel. I told Peter in front of everyone, 
If you who are a Jew live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you compel Gentiles to live like a Jew? Back then, guys, that was a sick burn. I know you read that in 2021, you're like, what the heck does that mean? So, Paul is telling Peter, hey, you know that Jesus has freed us from living under Judaism, under their dietary laws, under their uh, restrictions on what we can eat, what we can't eat. So now, why are you telling Gentiles to live like a Jewish person? He's calling out Peter's hypocrite ways here. He continues, We are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. And yet, because we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we are ourselves have believed in Christ Jesus. This was so that, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no human being will be justified. But if we ourselves are also found to be sinners while seeking to be justified in Christ, is Christ then the promoter of sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild those things that I tore down, I show myself to be a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I know Paul loves to talk and run on sentences. And I know that you might not understand what he was saying. But verse 20 makes everything he just said make sense. So if you take anything from this message today, I want you to highlight this in your Bibles. This is the promise for all Christians. This is where our true identity comes from. It doesn't come from being black or white or Jewish or non-Jewish. It comes from our identity in Christ and who he has made us to be. We are new creations. We are adopted by the Father, which we can now call Abba Father because his Holy Spirit lives in us because we've been born again. Verse 20. I want you to highlight this in your Bible. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by the faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And then verse 21 is the end cap of what we've been learning in chapter 1 and chapter 2. It is so important. This is so important because after I recorded uh, Wednesday's episode, God's timing is perfect. I got into a discussion on Facebook with a teacher that was telling his church that you needed to be saved by believing in Jesus and also being baptized. This is why this is important. If baptism can save you, then Jesus died for nothing. If outward acts of religiousness saved you, then Jesus died for nothing. And Paul reminds us here, and he's reminding Peter, that if 
keeping the Jewish law, keeping the Jewish traditions, keeping the Jewish rules for eating food or eating with Gentiles, saved you, then Jesus died for nothing. Here's what he says. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness come through the law, then Christ died for nothing. I want to read that again to you, friends. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness, that is, to be declared not guilty in the courtrooms of heaven, comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. Friends, there are a lot of good moral people in hell right now. There's a lot of people that never cussed, never looked at porn. They were good, upright Americans. They voted the right way, but they're in hell. Because good people don't go to heaven. Same people do. I want you to get that in your heart. Good people don't go to heaven. Saved people do. If you could be good by keeping the law, then Jesus died for nothing. But thankfully, the cross matters. And when he said it is finished, it is finished. When you put your faith in Christ, you are saved forever. You have Jesus now. So what is the purpose of the law in your life? The law shows you your need for Christ. If you look at the Ten Commandments, the moral code of the Bible, not one of us has kept that law, period. Not one of us has. I probably broke a couple of the commandments just by being a Gentile and recording a podcast right now. The good news is that the law is a mirror. The law shows you that you are a lawbreaker and need Christ. So, without going on an evangelism rant, if you want to share the gospel with your friends who are not Christians, you first need to tell them about the law. You need to show them from the Ten Commandments their need for a Savior. Because if you start with the gospel and you tell them that Jesus loves them, they have been, they have been believing that God loves them since T-ball days. We live in a culture that people think they're all winners. And of course God died for them. They're, they're amazing. Their moms and dad has been telling little Timmy and little Susan that the sun shines up their butt since they're five years old. People think they are going to heaven because they are good people. That's not true. You and I are going to heaven because we have put our faith in Jesus Christ. So, looking at this passage, you can know couple things. That in Christ are brothers and sisters who are different than us. Culturally, politically, skin tone wise, they are our brothers and sisters. And I know this is hard in our day to hear this, but your spiritual family is more important to you than your biological family. 
It is always a bonus when our biological family are believers too. And I long that I long for that for my own family. However, you're if you're a white Christian, I got news for you. Your African brother in Christ is more your family than your your redneck uncle Carl is. If you are not in Christ, you are not a member of the family. So I'm going to end the episode on this. Pursue love and peace with your brothers in Christ. Remember how you are saved. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live In the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness came through the law, then Christ died for nothing. So I hope this message has encouraged you in your walk. I don't care of your background. I don't care if you grew up in church. I don't care if you... Or like me, and you had a mixed experience with church. I did not get saved until I was 19. So I don't have your common homeschool, VBS, new Jesus since I was five story. You might not have that story also. You might come from a checkered past. I want you to lay that at the foot of the cross. Knowing that your righteousness, your identity in Christ matters because Jesus saved you. And I want you to look at other true Christians as your true brothers and sisters in the faith. I don't care what other identities you try to have. If you try to find weight in those, they are going to leave you wanting. The only thing that matters to you is who you are in Christ. We are children of God, period. I don't care what people try to bring up in your past. I want you to do this. When people try to bring up your past sins, I want you to look at them and say, Yes, Jesus died for that too. We are fully forgiven and we are full and free to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Don't fall for the lies of false teachers. You don't have to believe in Jesus and, and clean yourself up. You, you come to Christ as you are, and he transforms you. If you hear a message that tells you you need to believe in Jesus and be baptized, you need to believe in Jesus and belong to only this church, You need to believe in Jesus and only listen to this pastor. I want you to know that it's all lies from the mouth of Satan. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope that you are part of a Bible-believing church. I hope that Limping for Jesus helps you in your walk during the week. And the whole point of this ministry is to help you limp well. We all are limping in this life, and we all need help to limp for Jesus. God bless everyone. Have a great weekend.